0: Ayang asayo, welcome to Afternoona Uncensored, unscripted, unedited, and uninterrupted. So let's get to it.
1: Hey, Amy. (laughs) Hey, Leah. So another week, another week without Megan. But today I am drinking in Megan's honor. A lovely can of Guinness. So she is back on American soil. Then where is she? She's
0: she's well, she landed like she's jet lagged and just getting home right now.
1: That's no excuse, Megan. You're at home. Get on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! After being on an eight hour flight and the time change. (laughs) <laughs> no we're gonna we're gonna let her rest and she will be back with us next week when we will be uh podcasting on see you in my 19th life right leah yeah
1: yeah we will uh-huh. uh, we might be we might be tackling it from a unique lens though what's that <laughs> i don't know i've gotta figure out how to pitch uh doing a drama that maybe not all of us have seen yet <laughs> we'll see we'll see i you know, I want to get to that. I want to get to okay. I want to get okay. to what it's like when you've been blocked by a drama. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about something else first, because I want to see what you think about it. I'm really kind
0: of, I'm I'm both intrigued and nervous because I got very little prep for, for tonight's adventure. <laughs> I,
1: I too am intrigued and nervous. Oh, wow. Because when it happened, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be hilarious to talk about in the podcast. And then I was like, I'm not sure if I should talk about this on the podcast. And then I just decided, you know what?
0: Rather than check with Amy and get like a barometer test, I'm just going to do it.
1: I'm just going to do it.
0: So I don't know what she's about
1: to say, folks. I have no idea. So I think that if you have listened to the pod before you know this, if you haven't, you're going to find out that I – it's not that I don't – have a heart for animals. I'm not a monster. I don't just like dislike animals. But like there's people who are, you know, cat people like Amy, who has allergies and still has three cats. <laughs> I really I, I have I've grown fond of my cat that we had that my that was my son's cat. Like I like I never have picked to have a pet like my family picks. Pets. But like, if I said, do you love your cat? I'm growing to love it in a way that I feel like makes me feel like I am the tin man getting like oil put in my heart. You're like you're you're Sehi from because this is my first life,
0: not with yes. a cat cuz he loves his cat clearly. You're like Sehi yes. with his wife.
1: No, I mean I will <laughs> yes, yes, I feel like I am like Sehi with his wife and I like I've taken to cuddling the cat. Like on the couch. Okay, let me just mm -hmm. I loved my cats
0: before they were in my possession.
1: (laughs) Yeah, look, you love But but I'm saying
0: I'm saying like it's an interesting perspective. Like I don't I don't understand, and I'm not this is not judgment. I'm just saying I don't I can't empathize with not having
1: the immediate bond. So this intrigues me. Yeah. So okay. So we have that. We have the lizard, which I'm not bonded to, the bearded dragon, but I do take care like the thing is is I take care of all of these animals. Yes, you do. And I take care of it better. I'm going to say I take care of these animals better in many ways than the people in my house who love the animals. So my well, cat. Yeah. I mean, that's on kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> my, cat, my cat's dining on like wet, fancy cat food that like, you know, I don't even know, like whatever. I'm like getting like good shit for it. The lizard. I hand feed the lizard wiggly we- mealworms nope. because he's a dumb, nope. dumb lizard that doesn't know how to eat. So I sit nope. with a chopstick and feed him nightly. I'm just, I just want to validate, like, I am a good Sure, human. sure. No, I'm saying I would never do that. So hats off to you. We have three chickens, soon to be two, maybe even as of the speed. We have a chicken entering most likely a hospice care with a no, re- with a DNR. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My husband I've been going back and forth on whether or not we like end the chicken or not the chicken has like begun to not want to walk but the chicken's also not suffering and very happy to just like eat and live so I'm also like can we just like put it in the sun give it some time like have you ever seen the Monty Python where he's like I'm not dead yet I'm, yes. like, I'm, like, I'm like maybe we're like oh he's dying and we like my piles the piles, husband of, the piles yeah. of plague dead yeah are yeah. not dead so. yet <laughs> Yeah, Nick can euthanize birds humanely. One of his skill sets is uh <laughs> breaking birds' necks. And I say that because like he is a bird biologist. I was going to say him. like let, let's put it out there that like Nick's not just like a no, random a, dude who's good at killing chickens. No, no, he's not like a psycho, but he knows how to kill a bird efficiently and he has a lot of practice doing it as um, a conservation biologist that's had to like euthanize animals. So he can in a pinch like, you don't want me coming in. Like, that chicken would be looking at me, like, just let me, let me find my own way. Whereas, like, Nick, Nick would be like, mercy. But we want the chicken to have it. So, anyway, this leaves me back to the dog. The dog is like the most sentient seeming of many ways, like, it has a full personality. But I will say that, like, people often, and you listening at home very well, may be one of these people that just like have they see a rich emotional life in their dog. Like the dog goes, through, like, you know, like my kids and my husband will sit around and be like this, the dog is thinking this right now. And I look and the dog's just kind of like, <sighs> and I'm like, I'm not sure, but like, okay, like I support you. And thinking that <laughs> this has begun to change. Oh. So we have had a joke in the house that the dog sees herself as my husband's wife and I'm kind of like the old haggard first wife, whereas it's like the concubine, like new wife. That's like sexy and fun and interesting. And the dog does, I will say, get very put out if my husband shows me a great deal of affection. So Meadow okay.
0: is uh, is Kim Tan's mom in Airs. I'm just putting it in a K-drama context. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah. okay. And she's also like a 70 pound, like, Labrador greyhound cross and Dalmatian crossbreed.
0: Oh, I didn't realize she was a cross. I thought she was all retriever.
1: Oh, no. She's got all sorts of things in her. Okay. And the reason I would say she's got like the Dalmatian is Dalmatians do a smile. This is going to come in really important soon. Okay. (laughs) Did you speak to your dog today? (laughs) So sometimes when people are married and they love each other very much, they have special time together. No, <laughs> I'm very nervous now. And that's natural and normal. And I'm not going to get into the details because I've already been yelled at enough by the general public for talking about sex. Enough on the pot. I just want to normalize that this can happen. Was it like a special do- hug? A special hug. Okay. My dog wanted to become a thruple. did she like climb in there right in there stop it without even like a hesitation like a boisterous like of course the main event isn't here yet here (laughs) i am bitches let's get going (laughs) so
0: wait a minute wait a minute okay i need to back this up a second i'm assuming you are behind closed doors
1: well, I'm not in, like, the front yard. No, but I mean, like, are you
0: guys alone in the house or are the kids there? Yes. No, Okay, no, no. We were so a, we you weren't, were, like, a... in a closed bedroom where the dog was, like – because then I was going to ask, why did you lock the dog in your room with you while you were having sex? Fair,
1: fair, fair. So yeah. it was um, a little bit of, like, after-school drop-off delight. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Who I doesn't deserve that?
0: Any everybody deserves that.
1: You know, sometimes – sometimes <laughs> – sometimes and you know everything was going ahead according to plan and all of a sudden there was just a lot of furry muscle wedging between myself and my husband in like a bound and i looked up in kind of like shock And I had her like grinning Dalmatian (laughs) smile as she was just like, fuck yeah. Like what, let's do this. And
0: (laughs) did you push her off?
1: No, I kept going. No, of course. (laughs) I, I pushed her off and I said, get the fuck out. Well, I didn't say it like that. I said, Matt, go to your mat. And I was like, I feel like maybe I'm out of the headspace. But I was like, I'm good game and giving. I was like, let's try again. Not 90 seconds later, I feel wetness all over my feet. And she's just licking my feet. And I was like, I cannot. I cannot do this. This is not the way. And Why?
0: Why? Might I ask? Okay, so she's not locked in a room with you because you're... She's not locked in because she has her mat. Why Why did you you not then lock her
1: out of wherever you were? I shut the bedroom door, but our house is janky. She nudged it back open? Just nudged it back open, and I wasn't paying any attention because I was trying to do business time. And so I didn't realize (laughs) that the door nudged back open, and she slunk in and then got licking on my toesies. If you were wearing toe socks, you wouldn't have felt that. That would have just introduced a whole layer of getting down and nothing but your toe socks. So I just want to say that at this point, I am on the record of saying, I don't think I do. I appreciate my dog. I'm not sure I love my dog. I know I don't well, love now, my dog. Well, now, now. Yeah. And now I really know that my dog is like, I feel like my dog would be like, I really just think it was trying to like, I really Get rid feel of you. Like she was trying to get rid of me. Yeah. I really do. I think she wanted to I actually to believe it.
0: Life life. I, but I, but I, okay, but here's the thing. I do think the animals are intuitive. And I think that she not only sees herself as Nick's real wife, but also knows that you have disdain for her.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and look, she's blonde. She's leggy. <laughs> <laughs> I get she's a catch. <laughs> My husband cuddled her more than me. And she's GGG all the time. (laughs) Yeah, she really, they do a lot of spooning. (laughs) A lot of spooning. So much spooning. I don't think I've ever been spooned. I'm like a rusty spoon left in like the back of grandma's drawer compared. So I just wanted to share that like I felt traumatized the other day by it. And I was like, I needed to tell you. And then I'm like, I'm just going to save it and bring it up today during Uncensored and let you know that that's what happened to me is my dog tried to have a threesome. In all of the things that you've told
0: me that have surprised me, this is not the most surprising. (laughs) I don't know know why that is. I don't know what, I I don't know what is. Maybe it's the living in Germany. I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) Which didn't happen for the record,
1: but um, where did you
0: live? Italy. Italy, Italy. <laughs> See, I, right my today. first thought was Italy, and I'm like, no, I was wrong last time. I'm going to say Germany, and it actually was Italy.
1: Damn it! Um, See, yeah, I can't. look, I just thought it was like a funny thing to be, you know. And I mean, like, look, could I tell the story richer? I could, but I feel like, you know, how? Why? What would you? What would you want you to enrich in, in that? You don't want to get like into like the nitty gritty.
0: No, no, no. I mean, we don't. Yeah, we don't need the fine <laughs> finer points on that story. <laughs>
1: so that being said
0: I yeah I mean animals are intuitive whether you love them or not they are intuitive they are smart and she knew what she was doing
1: with gusto yeah yeah so I feel like if I was ever like dying and like help me I felt no. like maybe she would like sit on my face and <laughs> me and then go like marry my husband <laughs> She would find a pillow and put it over yeah. your face, and I want okay.
0: you to, to realize. So, that I, I have, wa- weird, I, I, yeah, have I have. a strange question <laughs> because she was so comfortable doing this, right? This was
1: not. This was the first. This has never happened.
0: No, but I'm saying like she had zero qualms. Zero qualms. Zero qualms. So like I don't like when I say that like animals are like intuitive and and sentient and and whatever. Like what I want to know what is she thinking? Like she sees you guys down to the toe socks, which is well, not I'm the gonna, norm.
1: Well, I'm gonna say the norm also probably is an after school drop off. So norm I mean isn't like, after school drop off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not the norm. Okay. And so I'd say that this was probably like a new strange phenomenon happening that <laughs> cracked <attract> her curiosity. <laughs> Of like, well, this looks like fun, and if it's gonna be fun, like I'm fucking in, and like I want to be the star of the show,
0: and fucking in, like not a euphemism for anything. No, not like, at all. This is yeah. actually, I,
1: I, if my mom and dad are listening, I'm sorry. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> Or your children?
1: No, my children are allowed to listen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um
0: so, by yeah. the way, my new euphemism for sex is down to the toe socks. So down
1: to, okay, so yeah, one down other aside to the, the don't to the toe socks. The very popular youngest member, of BTS, Jung Gook, also a CK Calvin Klein model, has also demonstrated uh a certain preference for toe socks and I'm not going to say these are leather, to- like leathery toe socks.
0: I don't. Why? Like vinyl
1: toe socks.
0: Are they socks or shoes then when you get down to that?
1: That seems very slippery to walk around in. I know, but like also. In your yeah, feet. Feet. to put in your shoes. Like. I don't know. But he I, did. Uh, there were a lot of photos that were circulating uh, in the last 24 hours of him in very shiny toe socks that don't look fabric. They don't look breathable.
0: I don't, I don't like this. I don't like the toe socks. I just, I don't, Look, I don't. And like, I don't want to be seeing those CK ads and knowing that down below the underwear
1: <laughs> are shiny toe socks. And I feel like now I'm on the record of feeling like people think I like toe socks. Let me be clear. I'm not like a fan of toe socks. She's I She's a fan had, of Anno Ju. Yeah, I have had like the, the shoes that are the toes? No,
0: just no, I would not. You would not be allowed to walk next to me wearing those.
1: <laughs> my, my parents bought them for me in like Christmas and like the, what what do we call the early 2000s? Is that the early aughts now? I, but like, did they buy them
0: for you because you wanted them? Like who just thinks you know, to get those?
1: I think my family is a highly um, motivated athletic family. And there was a lot of talk at one point about like how running barefoot was like a good thing to do so like these barefoot shoes became all the rage did so you wear them of, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but I also wear crocs a lot so
0: yeah I know crocs are a thing they've just never been a thing for me I don't judge the crocs I don't I, yeah. just, would, I just would never
1: wear them yeah I I would
0: look like a clown I have big feet
1: I mean I have big feet too I just wear them <laughs> <laughs> um. so I guess all that to say that yes there is a character on Oju from Wallace Sawyer I do find him old sexy damaged and bad news and the toe socks just kind of add to the overall dirtiness of it royal so, blue toe socks yeah so in certain fantasies like I would also like him to have the, the toe socks with like the sock garters on
0: oh no <laughs> no <laughs> God, that is an image I can't unsee now. (laughs) Good God.
1: No. So let's just, let's just change gears for a quick second and go to the Patreon because our Patreon is a spot where folks can join. I do recommend joining if you like listening and you don't want to hear, I I talk about more than, you know, business time and dogs. Uh, But it's a place that we, you know, try to come into community with listeners Lots of listeners have been making friends with each other, other which is amazing to me. And like, like connecting out.
0: across like the globe, which I think is right. amazing.
1: Yeah, it's the best. So um <laughs>
0: so well, well, let's let's start by saying we also invite the Patreon to be part of our episodes, especially our uncensored episodes. And so I put a call out in Patreon earlier today saying hey what do you want lee and i to talk about or do you have any fun this or that's for us because we like to give each other you know mean cruel this or that type questions and the patreon came up with some stuff and i i think it's fun
1: yep so we have we have uh we have dissent in the patreon and i love dissent so i'm gonna lean in hard with this oh where do you- we have dissent? We have we had a this or that.
0: Oh, yeah. That I would like
1: to do. And we had a comment that was in direct opposition of that. So we have a a this or that. Well, we have a comment that says, less K-pop, please. Oh, oh, you're going to address that. (laughs) Oh, we have a this or that that is in exact opposition that I want to answer.
0: Yeah, I want you to answer it. So I'm going to ask it because it's for you. Can I do that? You may. Okay. So, of course, now I have to scroll because I don't know where it went. Um, Okay. Here we go. So, this or that for Leah. Would you rather have to watch one episode of The Sound of Magic every day for one year... Or have all BTS members' military enlistment get extended for one year? And I predicted the
1: answer to this. And I- I'm going to answer and I'm going to level up. Okay, do it. So I'm going to say not only. So I just want folks to know I do not like The Sound of Magic. It did not work for me. None of us did. <laughs> yeah, no, none of us did. I would watch only the sound of magic for a year to prevent bts from getting extended for a year would you or even to prevent them from getting extended what about just watch only the sound of magic to get them to come home early because no one's extending them like a year early yeah so like me only watching sound of magic will get them home in like six to nine months as opposed right. to like as opposed to like 18 yeah come with me and you'll be (laughs) in a world of pure imagination yes i would i would i would do that because you know what i feel like they've made a sacrifice i will make the sacrifice on behalf of the millions of fans and myself to say come on back it's me and GJ wook and by the end, I'm just going to be able to repeat. All- I'm going to have Stockholm Syndrome without that You'll love him by the end. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a pet parrot. <laughs> Named Bella. I would. I would watch it. If I could bring them home a year early by watching that drama. Like Just that drama and nothing else. And nothing else. I'm saying I would do it. Okay. And he- also why? And this is where it's like, we have requests to the contrary, yet we have questions asking. Right. Is joy is joy. And I want to say that, like, you know what? I also understand being like, oh, like I don't want to hear about K pop because guess what, Amy? You and I were those people.
0: What remember? Do you
1: mean? Like, I we weren't though. like when he, when the pod first started, Megan was the only person that listened to K pop.
0: Yeah. This and I remember is true. you
1: and I having conversations being like, we're glad she's happy. Right. But, like, it just feels like a lot for us to take on when, like, our plates are psychologically full with, like, all these other things that, like, I don't really have the space or energy to, like, invest in that. So, that's going to be Megan's thing.
0: Flash forward to where we are now.
1: Learn that, you know what? I am a person deserving of joy in all its forms. And things that make me happy make me happy. And,
0: Yeah. As I say, I'm sitting here right now with one of my freebies from the Rose concert, and it's a little Hajun, oh, Hajun Rose. Yeah, it's, joy is joy, and it's all, like, yes, is our pod predominantly about K-drama? Absolutely. That's what brought us here. But we are evolving, our joy is evolving since we started this pod in early 2021, and that's why we have the K-pop Rock of the Week, and that's why we talk about, sometimes we talk about K-pop along with our K-drama, sometimes we talk about what's going on on our other podcasts, because that's going to come up today as well.
1: Yep. Fandoms are intersectional. Yep. And um, and um so, yeah. Uh
0: So. There is another this or that in there that's good. Yeah, go I for it. I don't know if you saw. Um, are you, it, I mean, oh, it's wait, for, it's for this- both of us.
1: Is this the the never get watch again? No. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 This is yes. Yeah, never get watch. It's a this or that question. You can't watch dramas by one of these actors ever again. Who gets the cut? And she went so far as to classify by age. So we've got a row of actors in their forties, in their thirties,
1: and in their twenties. Okay. Let's do forties right now, and then let's come back to do thirties and twenties.
0: Okay. So the okay. 40s, you can't, you have to get rid of one of these. Gong Yoo, Lee Dong or Lee jung Gi?
1: Look, I'm, I'm turned <laughs> out. Do you know? Cause I I know. I'm do just I know who I'd that. get with? Who I'd get rid of? Yeah. It, I just, I'm going with my gut.
0: Oh. I, I, I no, I, I'm stuck. Who do you, who are
1: you, who are you going with? Gong yu not even a question and this is why because at this point i'm salty <laughs> look i and i'd also be like you know what i can rewatch goblin and i can rewatch coffee prince and i wait wait
0: wait. It. is this you can't watch no you oh, can't watch blind. dramas you can you know what the memory will live in my fucking heart. it's not it's not that you can't watch okay. their okay. new dramas okay. you can't okay. Watch, okay.
1: watch what exists can i watch new dramas no, you can't watch dramas with these with the okay. person. So you know what? I'm still going with Gong Yu because those memories will live in my heart, and I want to watch. At this point, I have less confidence in them picking shows that I want to see moving forward. This that is what's hard about it is that I do with Lee Dong Wook or Uok and um, Lee Jung Gi. I trust both their decisions still. I think they're picking roles that I personally like. And so, yeah, sorry, Gong Yu. I will remember you always. You can live in perpetual snowy purgatory for me.
0: (laughs) It's terrible. It's terrible. This is a terrible, terrible question. And I am going to go with... (sighs) You don't look.
1: (gasps) My precious... I love him. I love (sighs) him. But now you can't watch Goblin. You fucked yourself.
0: Oh, well, that's not well. Neither can you. Yeah. So yeah, what do you do when these people cross over? This is not well thought out. Because <laughs> then I'm like, well, then I gotta go with Ejuenki, but then I can never watch Flower of Evil again. Like, you know what? This is a terrible question, and I'm mad now. <laughs>
1: Just yelling at Patreon. I'm mad. <laughs> it was
0: meant to make me mad.
1: Yeah. I mean. I could never. I mean, look, I guess. This I love is him.
0: To- I love, I love him, but I can't I forsake, I, I can't, him I can't forsake my Gong Yu, and I can't, I can't give up Flower of Evil.
1: Yeah. I just think Ijung Jung picks, and you still haven't seen uh, <laughs> No, I don't know Flower. if I ever will see Scarlet
0: Heart. <laughs> you,
1: i mean you have to but he i mean i just want to see what else he's got up his sleeve and you know you don't look like what's funny is as much as i love reaper strangers from hell even though it's like a fucked up traumatizing show to watch that's not for everyone he is a serial killer that is not a plot spoiler you go in knowing he is a serial killer and he means it it's not like dexter he's like a serial killer right. with like no altruistic motives he's just so good that i'm like i would watch you forever do anything and like i said i love him and his pretty eyes and his sassy personality i was gonna
0: say like bad and crazy is one of my favorites of his and yeah this is a terrible question we'll get to the other ages later because i'm
1: traumatized right now I don't even know what to do for the next one, so I need to, like... Set the 30s are, like, the hardest... I don't actually have them. Well, that. see,
0: the 30s are easy for me because I haven't...
1: Okay, let's seen, do it. Let's do it. I haven't because, seen...
0: because Only because I haven't seen one of them yet.
1: Okay, let's let's do it then, just because we're here. Pak Sejun, Kang Hanul, Eijin Ho. You go because you haven't seen one. Yeah,
0: Ijun Ho, but, like, only because I have not seen... I know, I ha I haven't seen Rain or Shine and I haven't seen Um King the Land, but I'm gonna watch both. But right this now a- But right now Lord. it's that's right now it's easy because I don't know him yet. I would never forsake Paxajun.
1: I mean this is just a horrific
0: Yeah, story. for you it is, because you're in your Agent Ho phase right now.
1: Big time. This is my hardest one. Um. Let's see. I am gonna say. Oh fuck. I don't know. I want to go with instinct, and I'm just like, okay, let me go to my intuition.
0: I mean, I mean,
1: <laughs> my intuition's broken. Ah, this is not good radio. <laughs> Like going you just like the answer came into my brain in a flash. I'm I'm just gonna
0: ask a prompting question. Since Camellia, what have you loved? I
1: know, I know, I know. Not, nothing, nothing. <laughs> God damn you, Kang Hanul. So that's the thing, is, like he's downgraded from being like my alt bias because there have been too many things that I just haven't loved. Um, that I've tried to watch. Like the one with the gambling. I forget the name right now, but I tried the curtain call, the pirates. Oh god, the pirates. Just ugh. I feel like I have but, to go
0: back and listen to that pod about the pirates because I know I feel like that was a blackout period of my life. I have no idea what happened in that
1: movie. But when I've loved him, which is Camellia, me saying heirs and moon lovers. I loved him spiritually. <laughs> I know. And so I can't, I can't, I can't. You have like, to pick one. Yeah, but he, I, he it's not him. So okay. it's not him. Even though like the Gong Yu rationale should be, mm-hmm. I'm going to be contrary now and say, no, I'm not giving up my big mouth, Kang Hanul. I'm just not. Just like I'm I not believe- giving up, right? I'm not giving up yeah. my Gong Yu. I believe that there's greatness to come. So then don't I've Don't you dare,
0: don't you dare say Park se Park And I have Lee
1: Jun-ho. This is
0: a lot of dead air, Leo. This I know, is- I know.
1: You know what? Fuck it, Puck's June. It's okay,
0: he's mine. He's all mine.
1: I No, oh god. Ah, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't like this question. It has made me This is now I'm mad. Now I'm mad like <laughs> you're mad. because like part of me wants to be like, oh, I'm just going to go with jun Ho because I have had less emotional experiences with him. But I believe again, in- oh, fuck, man. Look, final answer. Park Sejun, living in the memories of Itawan. Wow. Wow. God damn it. I don't know, man. Wow. Yeah. No, I am. I am. I am. I don't know. I could I am. go back.
0: I could go back to our text from watching Edawan where you are like, Amy, he. This character makes me want to
1: be a better person. He does. He does. I don't (laughs) want that back. I'm just saying that, like, I don't know if I would watch it again. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I love it completely. And I think it's one of the best characters for me that I've connected with and written into. I also feel like maybe here's my, oh, God, this is making me feel mean. I feel as if I've seen some of his great work. And I feel satisfied, and I'm not quite sure. There's like
0: you have enough. <laughs> you have no... enough.
1: I mean, it was so good that I'm like, maybe this is, like, maybe I feel like I've seen. It. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't I think try. I, yeah, don't try and justify it. Don't. I'm try really curious. It. Here's the thing: Lee Jun-ho, King the Land was for me okay. I liked how it started. And in the end, I felt like it never, it's not going to be a favorite. It was fine. Like, I was kind of like, eh. But Lee Jun-ho, like, believed the whole way. And, like, that belief carried, like, if he had kind of just phoned it in at any point, I would have been like, whatevs. He committed so hard that I'm like, and then Rainer Shine was, again, we're going to pod Rainer Shine at some point. And I feel as if it was a drama that... I liked to appoint the ending. I have a lot of like thoughts on, but he was a ten out of ten. No notes. Okay. So, you know, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what else we've got up his sleeve for a career. Do you want <laughs> to don't, re- don't kick me out of the Wuga Squad. <laughs> I'm. I'm just saying. I'm just okay. Saying. Okay. The last one's easy for me.
0: It is for me too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So sorry, we got one that's yeah. just going. Uh we have uh EJ Wook. Uh EJook, uh we have Roon, and we have uh e. hyun So the only thing I've seen Ido Hyun in is
0: the glory. And look, he's a precious baby. He's a precious baby, but I'm sorry. You think I'm gonna get rid of E. J. EJook or Roon? Like never. So bye-bye, Ido hyun
1: Sorry. yeah i i and i mean i haven't seen the good bad mother he was in no that. I either um i haven't seen hotel de luna um so i just yeah i can say yeah i'm oh yeah i loved him in the glory don't get me wrong no yeah he's yeah. adorbs he's adorbs but it just like it doesn't um yeah it's not going to get in the way i mean i could ask you that next question and make it even harder of like if you had to get rid of one of the one of those two precious babies.
0: No, well we're not going to do that. <laughs> that's not the question and I That's not. my
1: that's my new. Yeah, no. Yeah, no gonna,
0: go, go back. I heard
1: Actually, I think I did that already. You I did that with the good
0: son, didn't you? Yeah, Wasn't that the good Yeah.
1: The Ugh. Okay. So, I wanted to talk about um you know, we've been promoting more as like from a whole network level of uh other podcasts that, you know, were, you know, kind of launching with and that we're cross-promoting with. And we really believe in, um, either the, we feel like there's a lot of alignment in either like a commitment to fandom or a commitment to finding joy. So we have, um, afternoon army, which is all around, um, BTS and the ARMY fandom. We have uh, It's Bananas, which is the newest pod. And that's kind of an exploration um, where the host Becky kind of talks about what's on her mind, what's on her table. And it's a really fun exploration into like using fruit and trying fruit as kind of like unpacking, trying new things in life and talking about new experiences and joy. And what is it like to not know your taste in everything and exploring that. So I always find that to be like a really fun, like psychological. Love it. Really. Yeah. And then when there's afternoon asks, uh, Patreon members also, um, which are Sarah and grace and they do, um, they have a lens of being from the Asia de- um, Asian uh, diaspora of being able to look at dramas and some of the aspects that come up with more of a nuanced cultural lens, which I'm really grateful that they're willing to put in their time um, and energy to produce some amazing content. And one of the pods that they did recently, uh, they interviewed uh, a journalist who put together a, a show for the BBC called Burning Sun. So I just want to put a plug in for this because um Myself and quite a few other people, like affiliated with the pod, um, have like listened to the BBC Burning Sun and also Afternoon asks unpacking, which we're not going to rehash here. What I say is go listen to it because it's really good. Um, but the TLDR of what the Burning Sun case was was uh, around 2018. There was um, a large scale scandal that evolved that included a number of notable um, K-pop. Uh, and Korean singers and kind of like friends and entourages and involved uh, like basically drugging women and having, raping them um, and filming them and kind of collecting them as trophies. And Burning Sun was a nightclub owned by one of the members of Big Bang where a lot of these acts occurred. It wasn't the only place, but like Burning Sun kind of became like one of like the ground zeros of this case breaking out. And so I think that it's well worth listening and we're not going to rehash it tonight because uh, Afternoon Asks does an excellent job and you can go to BBC4 and listen to Burning Sun, the podcast. However, in listening to it, it got me thinking about something that we've talked about on the pod before and I kind of never get tired of talking about it. And that is how we are in you know in general patriarchy exists i've met people before who've been like patriarchy doesn't exist and it just blows my mind i like still i i feel like almost a few times a week i think about conversations i've had with people who have been like very assertive and telling me patriarchy doesn't exist men
0: i was going to say that people who present as female or male
1: male i mean okay. not my hu- not my husband okay. but like people i've met in the world who've been like patriarchy no don't buy it and i'm like fascinating for you um But we, you know, we do this pod through the lens of being romance authors. And we tend to watch not only, but a lot of romance dramas, which is what brought us into the, into the whole thing. And listening to this made me just realize again, how freaking radical it is to either produce and or consume romance. (laughs) Because really, so much of the time, you're looking at this being either through a female or a queer, because there's a lot more, you know, and and I'm talking about like Asian drama right now, we can unpack it bigger if we want to, to go into like our books or, you know, the West. But, you know, also center, like beginning to center, um, queer love stories too. And so basically it is really subversive to see people who are often denied agency, power, safety, (laughs) just like, you know, the fact that most of us, when we're walking at night, like the Dua Lipa songs where you have to like carry your car keys in a certain way. And we're just, we're very used to having to be in the world always with like one eye out to what could happen. I mean, now to the point where like I have a middle schooler and a high schooler that both leave the house to go to school by themselves, the middle schooler being the girl, that's the one who I'm like, text me the whole way you're walking because I'm thinking about, you know, I'm not thinking is anyone going to get my son? I'm thinking like, who's going to like be bothering my daughter because this is the experiences I've had growing up. And well, I was going to say just to
0: put this in like, you know, my actual life perspective as well, like a couple weeks ago at my company, we had, so they just started this annual like women's summit because I work for, I don't work in construction. I work in, you know, corporate training, but it's for a contracting construction company. It's a big company and it's mostly men, right? Like 10% of the people who work at the company are women. And so we had this, you know, women of, you know, the company summit type thing, And we end the day with they brought in a guy from Windy City Self-Defense to give us a self-defense class and talking about basically like how to not get taken to a second location when you're jumped in a parking garage. Like that was kind of the scenario. And I happened to be going like the next day to like the midnight post-Lala show or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I'm telling Tanya from Afternoon Army about this and I'm like, I'm like, I feel like this is a little bit too on the nose, like, that we are going to be in a parking garage, like, at two in the morning. Um, but it was – I mean, it was it was a really good seminar, but it was also, like, if that was a group of men having a summit, they, it would never end with a self-defense class because a man in a parking garage at two in the morning would never worry. hmm And I do. And I did. And, yes, did that teach me some stuff? But it, yes, but it also taught me – to then go to this concert the next night and be afraid. Like ask Tanya how many times I was like, should I move the car closer to the door? Like, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that like now writing, because I'm also excited that like I've started writing again, more intentionally, like for myself, like, you know, I'm excited for that too. But thinking about the fact that, You know, I'm trying to think of like how to spin this in like new, fresh ways because I feel like I talk about it a lot. (laughs) Is that we take something that's like oh, romance, just that funny thing that you know, ladies or you know, guys if they're real weird, which I mean that's a whole other conversation. Is like are like you know male identified folks that I that enjoy romance and how that is seen again as something unusual and unwelcoming because i'm like no more more of that <laughs> like yeah, right obviously. well
0: i mean like at, as a romance writer how many times in your career because we've we've both been doing this for about a decade now have you had to like justify that writing romance is real writing because i've had that come oh, I up mean, like at, nonstop. I mean, at book only. signings like i had my one of my very first book signings i had somebody tell me i hope you get to write real books someday
1: Oh, I had one of my books get picked for, like, the Target Emerging Author Program. And I had a friend who I thought was a friend call another friend, like, in my real life, to be like, can you believe that Leah is doing this? I'm like, what? Having a book in fucking Target? Yeah, I am. Like, what? (laughs) Like, oh, okay. Sorry that, like, you disapprove of what? But, I mean, it it is – like romance
0: books are like the top selling books in the publishing industry. They, they make so much money for the publishing industry. Yet romance is denigrated so much in, in the spheres of people who don't read it and don't even know what it is. And they have a lot
1: to say about it. And so, yeah, I guess I just started to think again, and this is where, like, I want to tread carefully in some of this because of, like, the cultural nuance and not being a from, like, yeah, I just want to be careful with it and name the fact that what struck me in listening to the podcast itself was talking about how, you know, there's certain types of, um, like, how the criteria of rape is different legally. And, um, you know, there's different types of rape essentially. Like there's rape rape, which would be like you're getting attacked and fighting someone off, as opposed to being like under the influence of something or intoxicated, not able to give consent, which would be considered a different like still potentially like legally liable, but it's actually called like it was called like quasi-rape as opposed mm-hmm. to rape rape. Mm-hmm. Whereas really like you know, we would be seeing it as like it rape is it's all rape. rape. It's all right. And Nicole. so um and so look again I would be more interested in having that conversation with like a feminist Korean than people having to listen to my perspective on that. But what struck me in it from the writing lens was here we have, we still have women and queer folk writing stories that basically call into being their happiness and their joy and their ability to like succeed. And that just, like, it got me in, like, an emotional way because, you know, and then I was thinking about in our own country and where we are in our lens of basically that, like, yeah, I feel very much like this is, like, a renegade act still even now because we have so many folks that go out and, like, actively are trying to, like, Other us, dehumanize us, take away our agency, take away our ability to love who we want to love, live and choose and have autonomy over our body and our choices, how we want to. And yet we're going to show up and be like, we still have, we still want to put forward this idea that we can be enough, that we can have love and fulfillment, that we can have sex be not shaming. Um, And yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I get something that struck me, and this is another tangent that I'm going to, like, try not to go too far on, is, you know, I work at a university. We're going through, like, a summer institute training where we've been talking, having, like, lots of different experts coming in and talking about things on campus. And something that really has, like, hit me in the last, like, couple days was our person who runs our, like, wellness area, which would cover like sexual health, drug and alcohol education, things like that. She stood up in front of a group of us that work with students and student affairs and was just like, when it comes to sexual health, we have failed our children and preparing them for basically like how to have, like how, how their bodies work, how sex works, how sexual health works, how protection, just the whole thing. We have failed them. And again, then I was like, this puts a burden to me on the fact that like, I don't know where somebody's going to pick up my book. And I don't think I'm like doing an after school special here, but the fact that we want to be centering consent at all times, that we want to be normalizing what it's like to ex- be allowed to have joy in your body, that you want to be able to feel like desire is something that maybe you have a hard time figuring out what you want to like and you're going to try different things to see. And so thinking like, how can I be like helping, you know, because if you've been failed, it, it could be that like, for most of us, we were failed. And we're still like unlearning things throughout like, you know, our the rest of our life.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, like we grew up in an era where you separated the boys and the girls to teach them about their bodies. And like everything further stigmatized everything about sex, right? Mm -hmm. Keep them separate. Don't talk about it together. Don't actually talk about consent or having a healthy relationship or anything like that it's just you're gonna get your period you're gonna start you know getting hard in your sleep and you know never the twain shall meet and if they do you know bad things happen um like we like i don't like we never got taught about contraception when i was in school that wasn't a thing in sex ed my my son, I don't think my my fourteen year old son, who's now a freshman, never had any sort of sexual education in school other than, um, I think, like learning about puberty. That was it. That was the sex ed, just puberty. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I mean, I think for generations, and and sadly still with our kids, generations that there's this sort of. The not talking about is is what stigmatizes it. And putting forth stories where we celebrate, not just, you know, joy and fulfillment, uh, you know, and pleasure and stuff like that, but the fact that it's a woman getting to choose what she wants and the woman getting to have her happily ever after. For our books, I'm not saying it's always, you know, because like you said, there is queer romance out there as well we're writing we're writing cishet romance right now um but yeah i just yeah i i think that the stigma is part of what has made it so hard for people some people to take what we do seriously when i think what we are doing and not that i think that i am um teaching you know the next generation about consent and empowerment and stuff like that but we are putting women's stories first and women's choice first and women's joy and pleasure first and I think that's a good thing and so are so are the romance K dramas, which is where we're trying to connect here
1: yeah and I think um if a single person writes me and is like well what about a man centered <laughs> romance please like just if you've got that yen don't because it's not I'm not here like and here's why <laughs> Because the world centers male pleasure and male gaze and male (laughs) happiness, and that's why. So, And that's not, to me, like I have, look, I welcome any man who is willing to do the work and to be curious and to look beyond the structures that have innately served them to make more space and room for other folks to have a place at the table in finding joy and desire and fantasy fulfillment. So I'm not gonna like come hard on men as a monolith. I'm gonna say, but I am gonna say that like I have, I have an, for me to be excited right now about like, you know, the because I mean look I mean I think after I hit my 40s I just did I hit the point that became cliche that I'm in it now that is I am not I am just so aware of how much of my life I have adjusted myself for male male appreciation, male mm-hmm. gaze and male 100%. fulfillment and so that's not to say now that I'm like fuck it all but I'm like, Mm, I am now much more, I am feeling like I am coming into that power, but like very slowly, like, and it can set back. It's not like you wake up one day and you're like, I have all agency. I just, and I want to be in partnership with people, with guys that are going to be like, yeah, I, I want that. And, and the fact that like feminism is still a very fraught word to use in Korea that also left an impression to me from the podcast too. And it made me think about here, the burning sun not- podcast, Just the burning sun podcast. Back. Yeah. yes, And so how, you know, there can be a lot of people are like afraid to use it because it's a very volatile phrase that can make men right. feel very angry. And here I was like, you know, what's funny is I don't know if I feel like it makes and I mean, I live in a liberal place, too. So I'm not going to say it makes people angry around here if they use it. But I would say that sometimes I feel like people may use it. I'm going to challenge the left, basically, and say I feel like there's sometimes people who use it with because it just sounds good. It would be like being like, yeah, I'm not racist. I'm like, if we, li- if we are white people living in the United States we are like, I'm really on a soapbox now. (laughs) I'm just letting you go. Yeah. I just want to say that like we are directly benefiting from white supremacist structures every day, even if we do not want to actively participate in those structures. And so it's our job to be looking for them and dismantling them. And I'm going to say the same thing for Men in the patriarchy is like they've got systems that have been set up to support them. They may not have asked for them, but they do benefit from them, whether they want that or not. And so to be looking for those at all time and being like, how do I, how do I question myself? How do I learn? And how do I make changes in order to, because that's the only way we're going to have any kind of collective liberation.
0: Thank you for that. Thank you for coming to (laughs) this TED Talk.
1: Okay, uh, so moving on to, uh, Uh, yeah. I mean,
0: trying, like, trying to connect it back. Like that, I mean, that is where we're coming from with, with writing what we write and with looking at K-dramas through, you know, a romance writer's lens and why we tend towards those stories, because those are stories that center women. And, you know, talking about it being subversive, you know, when we're talking about And again, going back to the Burning Sun podcast, talking about the idea that feminism is a fraught word to say in Korean society to have these dramas that do center women and put them first and let them find their joy and let them sometimes have some, you know, pleasure beyond a fish eyed kiss. Um, That's something to celebrate and we celebrate that.
1: All right. Should we go into another question from the Patreon? Yes. Because there's one that's actually a little bit interesting uh, that kind of loosely ties into, you know, gender and... Uh... Sure. Go for it. Sure. Okay. So one of the questions was, um, I've been finding lately that the performance of many male leads are running circles around their female counterparts in dramas cough, cough, Edo Kwan, and Jocelyn Attorney, cough, cough. I haven't seen Jocelyn Attorney, so I can't speak to it. And Megan has, but she's not here. So, and I feel a bit badly for feeling this way. So to combat this, I've been trying to think of my favorite female actors who would bring it every time. Who are your favorite female leads, and why is it Kim Tae-ri and Park Eun-bin? Who are both
0: amazing, right? Like, yeah, we love Kim Tae-ri and we we love Park Eun-bin. Um, and I know, I know, I know. Like, I loved Extraordinary Attorney Ooh, and I know that I have to watch The King's Affection for her and for Rowan. Like, I know, I know, and I haven't done it yet. Um, but, you know, I will just say, <laughs> I just finished See You in My 19th Life a little while ago, right? hmm mm-hmm. This drama that's on our list coming up. And I have seen – like, I – I think the first thing that I saw Shin Hye-san in was Legend of the Blue Sea, which you guys haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And she is the second female lead in that drama. And she's great, but she doesn't get to show the kind of range that she showed in um, – I I will say she was fantastic in Mr. Queen. We're not getting into that, that argument. <laughs> she mm-hmm. was fantastic in Mr. Queen. I can love her in Mr. Queen and not have loved Mr. Queen. Um, but I loved her in See You in My 19th Life and loved See You in My 19th Life. And there's a scene and you haven't been there yet, so you don't know. But, um, you know, the, the premise of the drama for anybody who hasn't seen it yet is for whatever reason. She remembers all of her past lives. And so she remembers like roughly like the last thousand years. She remembers all the people that she was, all the people that she loved, all the people that she lost, all that stuff. But there is a reason for it. And that's part of the overarching story. There's a reason for it. And it and if she doesn't address the reason for it, then it's going to have detrimental consequences. And so there is a scene where she has to remember her first life um and she has to do it by holding these um shaman bells uh and i don't like you have to see it to understand like i can't just say she was amazing but she was amazing and like her reaction in the present while she's reliving what happened in the past um i was seriously blown away and those of you who've seen it you know what i'm talking about like that scene um and it's not just that scene, but, like, that one scene was was just remarkable. But this whole drama, like, just had me seeing her in another light. And while I loved An Bo Hyun in this drama, like, I've never loved him before, she acted circles around everybody in this drama. Like, she was the star, and I loved her.
1: And I can't say anything about that. <laughs> For reasons we will get into soon. So, okay. I want to talk about two, possibly three, two, I'm going to stick with two um, actresses that I just can't get enough of lately. So one is um, Kim Ji Won. Yeah. So yeah. My liber- um, So she has been in a number of dramas that I've really enjoyed. Uh, my Liberation Notes, Fight for My Way, she was the best part of Descendants of the Sun for me. She was. Same, <laughs> um, same. The Heirs. She had a small bit role in Mr. Sunshine. Um, so I just, I think that she is freaking fantastic. So, I mean, but this is the thing is that like in these cases, would I say she ran circles around everyone? No, because I'd say that they were all very, like, especially the... Um, the two dramas that like really struck me with her being uh fight for my way, but my liberation notes in particular, which I felt like she carried in many ways, I felt like she was uplifted by an amazing cast. So I don't think that like she shone while everyone else was like kind of the dead weight. And, and, that, and that's not what I was saying about seeing my 19th Oh, life. no, no. I didn't mean yeah, to say yeah. that. I but didn't mean to say that. It was
0: an amazing cast
1: and I loved everybody, but she just was remarkable. I was just echoing back to when she was saying that like she felt like there had been male ca- actors lately running circles around their yeah. Female co star. So, like, when I'm calling this person out, I'm also not saying, like, I just felt like they brought it so hard. Other people did too. They just really struck me. And I feel like she's kind of like an auto watch for me. And then the other person who I kind of just can't get enough of um, is, you know, our baby from um, Alchemy of Souls Part One, who is. Jung So Min, Jung So Min. Oh my gosh. My favorite. I love her. (laughs) I love her. Um, and is also in. Um, yeah, I love. If you didn't life, bring her up, I was going to say her next. Yeah, Amy Amy's watching now. Um, Jung So Min is is just. I love. I love her. I, I love her. Girl crush her. I think she's. I mean, I just crush her. I do too. I'm not going like, <laughs> to I I I, like. I really yeah. do. I
0: really do. I like. I talked about her lips in my snack that I
1: did yesterday. I mean, yes, I think that she, um, she has, yeah, I mean, look, we can get there. She has this like very good mix of vulnerability and strength and Mm -hmm. yet like some fun comedic timing within it. And it just, it really, it works. She's really funny in Alchemy of Souls
0: in, in the early episodes. Yeah. Like anybody who hasn't seen it yet, like she's, her relationship with, uh, the crown prince is like one of my favorite parts of Alchemy of Souls because their comedy together is just fantastic. Um, yeah, I love her, love her, love her. And I'm loving her so much in See you in My 19th Life.
1: And I also want to shout out in um not it's not see you in my life he life it's uh because this is my first life oh
0: sorry <laughs> it's okay sorry. because this is my all first the lives life. all the lives because this is my first Has, life is Jung So Min see you in my nineteenth life is
1: Shin Hye Sun but I do want to shout out um the second um the second female leads in that drama too because this is my first life because I feel like this is a very fe- like all the women very female driven uh, yes and I love all of their stories. So if you're looking for something where you're just going to feel like, I just want to watch women like rocket and win and advocate for themselves and set healthy boundaries and have what they need to have their needs met. And be good besties. And be good besties. Yeah. Which is another goal I have in the future for writing in general is to never have a girl that or woman character that just is like without friends. You know, that's really
0: funny that you bring that up because I just I, – I'm just in the middle of the episode. I think it's episode 10 of Because This Is My First Life, which flashes back to how they all became friends in school. And like in my head, because I had nobody to talk to, but I had a conversation with myself of – Oh my gosh, the first 20 minutes of this episode are just about the women. It has nothing to do with any of their male counterparts because they all have romances too, but it has nothing to do with their male counterparts. It's just about their friendship. I love this. And I had that exact thought that you did. I'm like, I need to write more characters like this where the friendships are just as much a part of the story as the romances.
1: Yeah. And another one, if you're looking for something like that, um, I have played it a few times, So, um, I apologize if you're like, stop beating the dead horse, but be melodramatic. To me, there is romance, but we're really centering female friendships in that so much. So, yep.
0: All right. Good stuff. So lots of, lots of good female, female, uh, actors out there. Okay. I want to bring up something that someone brought up because it brought up a book series that you and I have both read. Hmm. Um. So what? So I'm going to give you kind of all of it here. What books have you read that you think would make a great K drama, or better yet, what about books you guys have written? For me, you cannot convince me that the "quote unquote" bad boys from Akatar, which is *A Court of Thorns and Roses* by Sarah J. Mass, are not Southeast Asian men. In my brain, Rhysand is Kim Soo Hyun. If you know, you know. So that made me want to cast Resand because Kim Soo Hyun is a good choice, but I don't know. I, so first of all, and I, and I wrote this in the comments too. If you have not read these books by Sarah J. Mass, um, Lee and I buddy read these books with some of our other writer friends. So shout out to Chanel and Jen, who we had this nice foursome <laughs> of reading these books together and, Um, we loved Akatar, A Court of Thorns and Roses. We triple, quadruple, quintuple, whatever, loved book two, which is A Court of Mist and Fury. It will go down as one of my favorite books, probably, and The Hero, Resand. Um, and then we all had some colorful feelings about book three. We didn't love it. A Court of Wings and Ruin. Um, so yeah. But the character of Resand is top notch as far as fantasy antiheroes. So if you have not read these books, we would love for you to go. Let us know what you think. And the series does keep going, but I stopped after book three. Um, but that is a big—that's a big ask, I think, to cast Resand.
1: I've got—I mean, I have it already. All right, who—who? Who? Well, I mean, if we're going K drama actors, yeah, K drama actors. Um, if we're going to go K-drama actors, for me, it's... And I'm not yucking Kim
0: Soo Hyun, by the way. That's that's who this person likes is Resand. But I want to know who you say is Resand.
1: Yeah, I would say um, I would go 10 out of 10 with Lee Joon-gi.
0: Yeah.
1: And look, part of it is if you're going to Phantom, Phantom of the Opera me with uh, Moon Lovers, then I'm going to go. So here's the thing is that in talking about this, if you haven't, read it and is that like what 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 is it about a character like this that like hits a universal fantasy? Yep. And first it's a fantasy and it's nice to have romantic fantasy because a lot of fantasy isn't super um you know there's not a ton of great romantic fantasy and I will always take romantic fantasy recommendations Amy will as well. Yes. Um so this character is one of those like you know there's the real life and f- K-drama life. Here we have uh, emotionally boo-booed. I mean, he's Faye, Like, he's Faye, So it's super fantasy. Yeah, Yeah, but he is a damaged person who's done many bad things and there may be reasons behind them that you don't know at face value. He's
0: Damon Salvatore. Like, it all goes back to it's the Damon Salvatore type character. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. If you know Vampire Vampire Diaries, Diaries, absolutely it fits that. And so, look, there's just something always appealing about that like mysterious bad boy, like it's just it's a archetype that will always work. And to see like where they've had secret sacrifices and damage and exploring that. And Eun Gi is one of the best damage players I've seen. Like he has done emotional damage to me in both Moon Lovers, but most significantly in Flower of Evil. That I feel like. You know he's gonna be my go-to if we need to have like a nuanced performance of somebody that I need to feel sympathetic to but I also just want to like invest in the universal butter that is like their trauma healing
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna throw another one in there and it's only because of you know of recent dramas that we've watched I think he might still be a little no he's not too young to pull it off he's not too young to pull it off e j oak I think. Because mm-hmm. of season two of Alchemy yeah. of Souls, like he, it, he, uh, that's what I said. I'm like, he goes like basically full resand, like type of character in that. Like, yeah. So that would be my choice. Very good. I like that question. I like that we have uh, a patron who has read that series and I'm curious, patron, if you've read all of them and what you thought of a court of rings and ruin. Um, and look. I write books that people hate, or, you know, I I, I got an actual email from a reader, because this is what happens when you write books, an email from a reader um, who said, I love your books. I started reading your most recent one, and then I threw it away or whatever. It was something along those lines, because I swear in my books. So just letting you all know before you read something of mine, if you do, I write like I speak, and there you go.
1: Um, So there was another question in here that was, do you ever like watch a drama and see yourself in it and be like, that's so me. And I don't know if I have a I don't have a specific drama that I've watched where I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is me on the screen i don't know if i have like a character in the yeah i don't know like and i mean i would have to think about it. it's not that i'm trying to say oh i'm so complicated it's just like i didn't have like a ready go-to in my mind of like oh that person neither did
0: i i even went like looked through like our catalog and like well maybe i'm just not thinking of it right now but i there wasn't anybody who like jumped out at me Um, um there's there's people who i wish i could be in dramas because of
1: the story that it's in um yeah, so I say that, like, for me, there's, like, aspirational elements, but also, like, I was, like, okay, I feel like there's parts of me that I could see in dramas, basically, um, if that makes sense. You know, like, there's aspects of myself that I could see, like, oh, there's a side of me that, like, right. sometimes happens, and I can see me in that person. Um, so would that happen to you? Because I can share, like, I'm going to start with the lowest hanging fruit Okay, for that. And that is going to be uh, Duck Me from Her Private Life. <laughs> and <laughs> simply because. Which, but that wasn't you when you watched it, which no, I no, it was no. interesting. No, yeah. well, I've done a rewatch. I've right. rewatched. So I'm going to go with that. Um, and that is, you know, the person who runs a very popular K pop fan site online, but by day they're kind of a respectable uh, art curator. So for me, I do think it's interesting that like, I don't overtly hide my fandom, but I don't think that like when people meet me at my job, I mean, it's just funny to me that, yeah, so I'm going to go with this character and here's why. It's because I think that I'm not hiding aspects of myself actively, but I would say that like many people just are innately not curious or at least not curious about me. And so, but I think in general, there's just like a lot of, you know, people are just like going about their lives, yeah, doing their 100%. Things. So they're not Like, And so it's pretty easy for me to just be who I am and not like get into my, like, I don't have a need to like get into like my stuff a lot. And this isn't just BTS. This is romance writing. This is podcasting. This is just like the things that make up like 95% of who I am as a human being. Right. I feel like people see me as you know, they know I, they know I have kids. They know that I'm like, you know, in my like early edging into, well now getting close to my mid forties, they know that I work at a university. Um, Done and done. You know what I mean? And I'm like, huh, that's interesting that like, you know, and I have people who have only recently been like, wait, you write. And, Because it's not something
0: you wouldn't – you don't announce it, right? Like, it's not the – like, I have BTS stickers all over my water bottle that I have at work every day. Nobody says a word because nobody knows what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, my phone case has all the line friends on it. Yeah. But I'm – but,
0: like, then I'll talk about, like, concerts that I'm going to, and then I'm going to this, you know, midnight concert post-Lollapalooza. Like, oh, who you're going to see? I'm like, well, it's a K-pop band called – you know, called The Rose. They're like, you like K-pop? And I'm like, yeah. Like – The K-drama thing, like, that it it comes up only if, like, I have it on my resume, like, that I have a podcast, right? And, like, I started a new job in the past year. And so it came up, like, in my interviewing and stuff because I do stuff that has to deal with audio editing, you know, for my job. So I put that on there. Um, But then nobody asks me about it. So it just kind of
1: stays kind of buried beneath the surface. Yeah. And so it's just for me, I guess, do I feel like I have a secret identity? I don't know if I would say secret. It's just that I don't present it. And occasionally, it has come up and surprised people. Um, But very common, I think I just look like I'm like just another brown haired lady driving a minivan taking her kid to water polo. (laughs) And like, you know, I'm like, oh, and meanwhile, I live in a, you know, I have a secret layer a secret layer with a shrine to BTS members and I'm like running away to podcast and I'm constantly like on my phone, either reading a book or talking to people like on Instagram for the pot. So it's just, it's a funny duality. Yeah, no,
0: totally. I, I totally get that. And it's funny that you brought her up because I totally forgot that character because it's been songs. So I've watched it and it's a really good one. Um, I don't know. I don't think that I have anyone – that I have like that much of a connection to. Do you think that there's anybody in a K drama that's like me? Like I, there's nobody that I just kind of grabbed onto. I want Ooh. to be June Tech because, you know, she gets to be the goblin's bride, but I don't think I'm like June Tech.
1: Hmm. I can tell you how I would write you. Ooh. So, I would write you as like I'm going to play to tropes. Okay. So I think the fact that you have a history as a librarian is innately sexy. The librarian archetype is never not going to be a sexy archetype. Because there's something kind of, well, intelligence is sexy. And there's something about like, I don't know what it is, but like the environment of the library and kind of there's like some. There's something that mimics almost like the hush nature of the church. So, and that idea of like, you know, just kind of. You haven't been in a high school library. (laughs) No, no, I'm not talking about high school library. I'm I'm picturing like the whole. No, I'm not putting you in. Your character is not working. You're in a K drama or you're, you know, you're in a drama. I'm not. not Okay, so I'm in a drama, drama, so I'm
0: not in my library.
1: Yes, and I mean, like we're going to say drama in a loose way because I'm not going to like racially change it. Like we're going to say this is just an imaginary. I got gotcha. I got gotcha. okay. I know, but listeners too. Yes. So you are going to work in more of like a hallowed library halls. we like we're talking marble steps, marble columns. When you walk in, there's just like a like almost like a Library of Congress ish vibe, like a sexy library. Okay, please turn this into something with a vampire. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I mean, we can we can do this. Okay, <laughs> and so. You know, definitely the glasses are a must, definitely like, uh, like sweater, cute sweatery tops and the A-line skirt vibe, like the whole thing, just like that aesthetic is Mm -hmm, good. mm -hmm. Um, But there's got to be like a couple of fun things, like you really like to pick brightly colored, fancy, expensive French lingerie. Oh. that nobody knows underneath your And I'm clothes. wearing it
0: underneath my librarian clothes. Yes,
1: you are. And you have this kind of like very sensual relationship with books. So like you love the smell of them. You love the tactile nature of them. So <laughs> while you have like this repressive streak, and you have a lot of like control and order, there's something very sensual happening in your relationship with your environment like that.
0: I like that a lot. Please um, write that and manifest that into my real life. And And then, of course, there's
1: the bad boy uh, vampire with emotional damage that's uh, very problematic yet sexy and not problematic (laughs) at all in this situation.
0: (laughs) Fantasy world, fantasy world, fantasy world.
1: Yes. (laughs) Hashtag uh, the anti-patriarchal vampire. Right. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Okay. I like that a lot. I think, like, maybe we leave it here. We've had a good talk. I feel like I've ranted more than I expected to tonight. Sorry. Um, there's something
0: that you haven't ranted on yet. What? Um, oh, wait, wait there's, wait. there's one more this or that. Sorry. There's one more this okay. or that. So let me do this, this or that. Um, would you rather dress like a table all the time Silk PJs at night, perfectly tailored, flattering, fabulous outfits by day, but you live humbly and simply with a loving family. You make your own food, have a tiny apartment, take public transport, nothing fancy except your fabulous clothing, which does not match your lifestyle. Or live like a chable but dress like a ragamuffin. Your pants are a little too tight. You might have a small stain or hole in your worn out t-shirt in the worst place possible. And your bra is ill fitted and has spillover from the top. Oh, that's a. You can <laughs> go on private jets around the world and take fabulous vacations with your friends and love interests, but are constantly harassed by your family about your wardrobe. For example, your father tells you that he's handing the company over to your sister every day because of your wardrobe, but never does. Also, your sister openly hates you because she wants the company. You know, typical Chable drama stuff.
1: Oh, well, look. <laughs> <laughs> to me then it's less about the wardrobe and more that I want like I don't mind a small apartment if there's love. I know, same, 100%.
0: Um
1: and I'm going to say that like tactilely like if I get to be in like breathable natural fabric every day. <laughs> <that> <laughs> lots lots of like really nice Eileen Fisher Yeah, like, if I'm just, like, to wear as much Eileen Fisher, like, silk twin sets as I want, and I get to go full (laughs) lesbian art therapist aesthetic, which is, like, honestly, my goblin, Which is Goblin, yeah. Yeah. Goblin in my happiest place to, you know, dress, then, yeah, I think I'm going to go with loving friends and family in my tiny apartment. Public transportation is just an excuse for me to watch drama on the public transport. Yeah. And I get cute clothes. I don't want to be in a, when you, it got to the spillover bra. I, I can't have a bad fitting bra. I can't. No. Like I I've mean, got boobs. It's not worth they, a private. I've get. got,
0: I've got boobs and the girls need to be cared for properly. Yeah. I also, I also, I like this gets me to my core. I cannot walk around with a stained shirt. Like that would drive me absolutely crazy.
1: Uh-oh. So I can because I do <laughs> daily because I just make a mess of myself always.
0: Yeah, I can't.
1: I can't. like I can't eat. I can't have a marker. I mean, I just am constantly stained. So that part. I mean, I just am a walking. I'm a human stain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was a good. That was a good one though. I like that one. So I didn't, want, I didn't want to miss that.
1: Yeah, that is a very good one. I didn't see that one. Thank you.
0: Um, before we close out, you have to explain your your block. On the drama that we need to watch for next week. Okay. okay, okay. It's 12 episodes.
1: I don't know why I don't want to watch because this is my 19th life. It's not because I have a spite for you. It's not. It's that when I sit down to watch. Well, first, let me just. Okay.
0: I'm starting to take it personally that I can't love a drama that both of you want to watch.
1: <laughs> I watched premier you. I know you did. I know you did.
0: And, and it's funny cuz like this wasn't even my choice drama. Like it was it was Megan's and then yeah, I so
1: that on you. So it's not in But me. I loved it. But I loved but, it. So it's just like I don't know because right now I was I had to finish Rainer like at the time it was like I had to finish Rainer Shine. Then we did the first episode show watching and I just was in the mood for something more King the Land, so I went King the Land. Um, there's a couple of BLs that have me by the th- Well, only one really that has me by the throat. I've been trying to watch Wedding Planner. I'm gonna circle back because I just want to see how it's going because I kind of need to know. But But how long are those episodes? They're really short. Sure. But there's one, okay. I just have to <laughs> I just have to give a shout out to this one though. I hope Allison doesn't get mad at me. Allison, our BL expert, recommended the show to me. I was good. I was trying to be like, am I going to watch because this is my 19th life? And I was like hemming and hawing, hemming and hawing. Like, I just don't feel like starting it. I don't know why. And she messaged me and was like, have you seen Personal Weatherman yet? It's a Japanese BL. And I was like, I haven't. And she's like, you need to see it. And often I'll take her recommendation, but I, I like usually dwaddle on it. Like I usually don't jump right in. But tonight I got, or that night I was looking for an excuse to do something different. So I did. Let me just say. Blessed be to Allison for bringing this drama into my life. And I just have two words if you're curious, and I'm giving it away because Allison was like, it's better not knowing sex contract. I'm sorry if you're at home, like, goddamn you, you pervert who can't stop talking about sex. Sex contracts are by nature fascinating, not because of sex. If I wanted to just watch sex, I could watch anything. Sex by itself is not interesting. A sex contract where it's like very negotiated and comes with like living arrangements. And basically, let me just say that the guy who, one of the partners, like the person who's like kind of like running the show in many ways, well, the dom, I would say, is a weatherman. And if they are going to be intermittent or not, he will set it to the weather. Like if it's a sunny day, it's going to be the day. If not, it's not. And So the guy who's living in the apartment as an artist, getting free rent, but also in this consensual agreement for sex, will have to be like, they become obsessed with watching the weather man and watching the weather because like now their like, intimacy is connected to it. And it's just like, it's a fucking JBL just is like my entire happy place. It just fucks with you in the best of ways. So all this to be said that like, now I can't stop thinking about that stupid show and it only comes out once a week. So why? I don't know. Once a week. So yeah. Have you ever been blocked? So now I'm watching my lovely liar because I just needed to watch it. And so my lovely liar, the premise is that it's a heroine who can see when someone is lying. And that becomes very interesting in and like a romance. And it's also a serial killer show. And. I do like she, a killer in my romance sometimes. As she can tell by talking to you. All she has to do is talk to you. Mm-hmm. And she knows if you're lying or not. Okay. And so that becomes interesting of like, do you like me? But isn't that live right now? So
0: it's not a full series that's out. So your your excuses are fucking bullshit.
1: I'm not trying to give. I'm not giving excuses. I'm giving my life. And that's different. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't, I mean, look, do you know what? I have to travel. I'm going to Oregon. I will, I'm going to make a promise to you that tomorrow when I'm traveling to Oregon, I am going to start because this is my 19th life. I didn't even know you are going to Oregon. Yeah, I'm going to Oregon for four days.
0: Are you visiting do you, one of your sisters I'm there?
1: I'm going to see, um, we are having both the sisters because I have two. And I know, but I, doesn't one live there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So- Two sisters and a sister-in-law. Fun. Yep. We will be in Bend, Oregon.
0: Fun, fun, fun.
1: So we're going to do a sister retreat, which we've never done before. Oh, that's And awesome. I will watch because this is my no 16th, 19th life. See you. Again. I'm going to see you. I'm going to watch it while, because I'm also, I set a weird goal for myself that I'm going to take public transport to SFO tomorrow. Uh-huh. Because I'm flying out of SFO tomorrow night. Okay. My husband's like, why are you not Ubering? And I was like, I don't know, because I'm flying out at night. I feel kind of cheap, and I want to just see what it takes for me to get there on public transport. And he thinks it's a dumb idea. I'm curious if I can bus and BART and whatever to get oh to the Oh, my gosh. Airport. I should send you my BART card that I never used when I was there because <laughs> I jumped the turnstile. You should, Can you email it? Um, and so, yeah, I was like, I'm just curious to see what it takes. I don't know. And I'm like, i got time. So, I mean, if I'm on buses and planes and trains to get to the... All right. And I mean, I was like, he's like, well, what happens if it starts to get late? I'm like, if it ever gets bad, I'll just bail an Uber. I just want to... I don't know. Sometimes I just like to do weird shit. And this is something I want to do. And so I'm going to bring my phone and I'll watch this. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, okay. I mean... At this point, I feel like I'm just like kind of nagging you and I don't you want it. You're absolutely nagging me. I don't, but I don't want you, I don't want you to watch something that you don't enjoy. But on the same token, I feel like it's been a while since
1: we've all three like watched a drama together. I hear you. And I also feel if there's, I don't know, I don't know what's happening with me with this. I am going to do my best. If not, we will reframe it in some way that'll be positive for all and- you know, whatever we'll I think, and you know what I might be next week being like, oh my god, I love it so much. I am so sorry, and I will admit, I do admit when I'm wrong. I and really I don't, I, and it's also that I don't think I won't like it. I guess I am just. It happens. I know blocks yeah. happen. They do. And if for you're sure. listening to this, you write us and tell us what's just a random block you've had where you're like, I should watch this. Everyone says it good. It's good. It looks good. I just don't feel like it.
0: Um, speaking of stuff that we should watch, I just want to give a couple more shouts to some things that people mentioned on Patreon before we go. We did have a patron who asked if we're going to do more fantasy, and I, I'm a 100% on that, and Hotel Del Luna got mentioned again, which, if you have listened before, we, way, way back in, like, our first, I think, like, Love It or Leave It, or maybe I just started watching it just to see. I did not get hooked by Hotel Del Luna, and I watched, like, four Mm -hmm. episodes, and then, like, put it on the back burner. But- Everybody who has ever mentioned it has loved it. So I feel like I may need to go back and try that again. Or maybe we need to put it on, you know, the list for the pod so that I'm forced to do it. Because that's kind of one that I have a block on. And then the um, the um sea drama Hidden Love, um, which Tanya from Afternoon Army could not stop talking about it when she came to visit a couple weeks ago that – she had the experience where all she could do when she finished was just rewatch it. So she's like, it's just my comfort now. I, I watch it when I go to bed. And then we had a patron patron um mention, like, have you guys watched Hidden Love?
1: Or do you think you're gonna watch Hidden Love?
0: So I think we need to put that on our radar as I well. I do
1: I see, and that's the thing, is like every time I'm like, Oh, I kinda watch Hidden Love, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah.
0: So just, you know, tossing some stuff out there. We just we get so many great suggestions in our Patreon. Um, and we really appreciate the ideas for content that you all give us and we love your participation and just, yeah, we, I super appreciate it. So thank you all for giving us some stuff to talk about tonight, even if there were some mean this or that's on there, but that's what this or that's are for.
1: I'm still traumatized about the thirties one. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, I'm excited to welcome, welcome back baby Megan next week and hear how her trip went.
0: Yes, all the London stories, and she got to connect with Heather and Sarah and in London, and that's so amazing. I'm so excited to hear about it.
1: All right. Well,
0: Anyong. Anyong. And thanks for listening. (laughs) Leah has problems thinking for (laughs) me lately. (laughs) Oh god. I just it's time to go. I'm like, okay, let's just see. She's like, all right, Anyong. Thank you all for listening, Anyang.
1: Leah out. Bad. I'm
0: sorry. Kamsamni da. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A F T E R N O O N A D E L I G H T.